Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC fan podcast brought to you by Fire Brothers. Tonight I'm joined by Matt and Pad. Uh, the season has recommenced after the World Cup. Liverpool have played three games. We've picked up six points uh, from obviously a potential nine. Very disappointing defeat last night, 3-1 to Brentford after scraping home 2-1 against Leicester at Anfield and then beating Aston Villa 3-1 a week earlier. Boys, how you doing? How you feeling? Nice to have the uh, football back. Hi. Well, Doesn't sound too enthusiastic last there, Matt. <laughs> well, until last night, we had a we had a glimpse of hope, didn't we, going into that game that we might still kind of we put, might be able to be in the title race and things like that. But looks like that's been kind of confirmed that we're not in the title race, unfortunately, and it's more. Definitely about trying to score for finish. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Like, it's unfortunate like, because we didn't play. Unfortunate because we didn't play so well against Villa and uh, and and Leicester, but we got the results. I mean, we played well in patches, of course, and we scored some good goals. So we we're just so there was a bit of optimism that well, is the are the mentality monsters back? <laughs> are they able to kind of? Are we able? To, are we seeing again? picking up results when we don't play that well. And obviously, last night was just uh, uh, kind of a an end to that, really, you know. But I always knew last night was going to be a difficult game because of the opposition, but also because we're not playing particularly well. Yeah, well, I think the, the break felt like a, the World Cup um, was a good respite, wasn't it? It felt like the... It felt like we were going back into a new season um, off City in the, the League Cup and it felt a bit of like a free hit and it just felt, even though we got beat, it was just, I could take it on the chin, got beat by a good side um, and then, right, okay, let's get stuck back into the, the league. Um, and then uh, two wins, we got over the line. You don't really care when you're winning. Um, but some of the signs were there of things that were occurring in the first half of the season almost. And then last night felt like deja vu again. Um, so that kind of, like Matt said, it's just brought us back down to earth and it seems a bit, bit old, same old, same old really um, from the start of the season. So difficult to take. Yeah, it's, it's um, so surprising though, isn't it? Well, it's not surprising, but we, we never can see goals from corners. But last night, we just looked so vulnerable. You know, you've got Van Dijk and you've got Canate, who's probably our best out-and-out defender in terms of last-ditch blocks and, and tackles and sliding. And it's disappointing to see the kind of, the you know, the, the kind of set pieces kind of fall apart, you know. I mean, we've had those games before, though, haven't we, where we've looked really um, unable to deal with a direct aerial threat. I mean, we had it against Brentford last season. We managed to get a three-all draw. But I just think Brentford are really hard to play against. I think they actually deserve quite a lot of credit um, because um, it is difficult to deal with that direct style of play. They work on set pieces. It's, you know, one of the the, the ways that they get a lot of joy. Um, I, think the, I think the problem for us is that not that we've got necessarily a problem with corners or set pieces because apparently we've only conceded one this season. 
It's just that there was yeah. a more of a familiar theme generally that we've had uh, this season is that we got bullied. Um, there was that yeah. that kind of feeling that we didn't have much control and we weren't aggressive enough and we weren't pressing enough and all, all of those things that were evident in the first half against Leicester at Anfield where we were, we were shocking, weren't we? Yeah, sometimes just sometimes just feel like we're slow to adapt. Like I don't know. I mean, I don't want to throw the set piece regime out the window, but I mean, when there's two or three bad corners, they look like they're going to score every one. Then what happens? Just going man for man. Because yeah. it just they were just. I, mean, I could have told you what Brentford were going to do at, before the start of the match. There's going to be, they're always specialists in set pieces, always try and do something a bit crazy. And then they play down the channels and go for uh, direct crosses to the back post at targeting our fullbacks. And that's two places they got the joy. And it just feels to me like that wasn't, it wasn't a mystery. It wasn't a surprise to the team. It just felt like they, I don't know, maybe. Maybe thought we're going to show our strengths rather than play to the, you know, uh, adapt for them. But sometimes when it's not going well, you've got to change even during the game. And sometimes it, you feel like you've just got to get in at half-time with Liverpool and they seem to fix things in 10 minutes. And you're like, well, why can't they? Why aren't they starting with those fixes? Why are they not adapting in, in the middle of the game? just feels like sometimes there's big periods of the match that just run away from us because... We're just almost a bit sh- shell socked, but we've got so many experienced players out there. Paddy Klopp said that didn't he at the start of the game that he knows how Brentford are going to play. They're going to play counter attack and they're going to use the aerial prowess and try and score from set pieces as well. So the obviously we still went in with a plan, of course, to try and deal with that. It's just. The execution, I suppose, isn't it? The execution, the actual gameplay, not defending set pieces correctly, giving the ball away in our own half, um, looking vulnerable to counter-attack, not being able to kind of pick up them runs from deep. It's all kind of the same the same themes or the same problems that we, we discussed before the World Cup, really, isn't it? Um, not, we don't seem to be dealing with them. We don't seem to be getting better. We look just as open in, in every game. The four games since we've been back, Every team could have scored three or four past them. Past them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it just, there's no, there's no fix. Just like, just common sense says just close up shop for 10 minutes. You know, if you're not playing well, all you need to do is just, just tweak the formation a little bit. Like, just go to two holding midfielders for 10 minutes and just get hold of the ball and kill the game a little bit. It just, there was, there was like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes where they scored four goals. And if, if the play would have went on any longer, they would have scored another four. They just, they just, they, you could see us collapsing in the game and nothing we was rattled, about didn't it. we? That was the worrying part, wasn't it, James? The fact there was an, an inevitability that they were going to score one or two goals, just, or even more, the way they were just, the way they were just creating chances and looking so dangerous on set pieces. Yeah, I mean, I think in an ideal world, you you wouldn't want to concede any, but I think realistically, the way Brentford were, were playing, you can't always deny them set pieces. I mean, you you know, you 
you're, you're bound to give away, for example, throw-ins, which are capable of being launched into the box, and occasionally you give away corners. So it's difficult to stop them. I think you could accept conceding one in the match, um, but it's the second, isn't it? I mean, that was the real kick in the face. And in fairness, it was coming, but to then, you know, have the benefit of the reprieve from the offside... Yeah. And then yeah. to him, I, I think one of the things in, you know, like as Carragher was saying, perhaps uh, last night after the the, the match, uh, yeah. it may have been someone else. I can't remember now, but, you know, to then to then for Ali to sort of throw the ball out and for us to, you know, concede possession straight away, which then leads to the corner and they get the second. It's just criminal. And you've got so many experienced yeah. players on the pitch. You should be just playing smart in those moments. Um, but I think there's that there's that feeling now, isn't there, that we've got a bit of a a weak underbelly, and I think it probably yeah. stems from the the midfield. Part of it is the midfield um, and loss of confidence because we know now that we're not as solid as we used to be, and that that feeds into those situations when things you know go badly. We think, oh God, you know this is going to go from bad to worse. What do you boys make of? Um, I don't know if you had Carragher's argument that Liverpool are kind of shifting more to technical players, in opposed to the robust midfielders that we had of you know when Alden Henderson when he was a bit younger, Milner when he was a bit younger as well, and now we seem to be populating the team more with like the Elliots, the Carvalhos, Thiago's obviously coming as as a technical player. That was basically what. Carragher was saying, which is which is quite interesting, wasn't it? Because he was he was talking about that and talking about us only buying one midfielder, you know, in four and a half years or something, you know. My my take is just it's just about balance. So when we when we're a bit more rock and roll and we're all energy and intensity, we found it really hard to be consistent in the league, and we're we're a good cup side, you know, on our day, beat anyone. And it was only when we started to change the and start to control the games that we were, we were winning more games. If you're controlling the ball for 78% of the game and not giving anything away, you're going to win. We started winning one nils. Um, and that's, that's what coming is it's about control. You need technical players to control the game. And they shifted the way the midfield worked. They brought in Keita, they brought in Thiago. Yeah. And even Curtis a little bit. Was, I know that he's, he's from the youth and stuff, but he, you know, He's certainly not. His natural game is not this high energy midfield. Even you know, and and Fabinho as well is is more of a controlling and is more of a clever player than he is a Wijnaldum or Henderson and uh, Milner, where like a box to box. And I think we've just lost that balance because we lost Wijnaldum. We lost Chan before that, who was that kind of like, you know, wasn't super super quality and technical, but you know. Aggressive, um, lots of energy in the, and I think they've just shifted too far that one way. And I think you could probably could have been you called it two seasons ago where we need to replace Ronaldo for like for like energy. Someone who's going to do the pressing, someone who's going to do the covering, someone's going to uh, pick up spaces rather than be that technical player on the ball. It's just finding that balance. I don't think they've. They've done it, and what they've done is they've overloaded the midfield with too many technical players, and all of a sudden they've got nine midfielders and 
three or four of them are not fit regularly and you've just make and do with what you've got and they need to really look at that midfield and um it, it's been glaringly obvious for quite a while but I think Klopp and his team still think there's the right balance in there I, I disagree because I think what other teams have done is other teams have started copying Liverpool for the intensity you've got te- teams like Brentford Aston Villa a perfect example who are more aggressive more intense um play and transition they've you know if you you take a style to the Premier League and it's successful you're going to get teams that copy elements of yeah. it and mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of worked against us and we're now not the best at, at what we used to be yeah that's a good point I mean I I, I don't uh, I'm not sure about the shift to technical players I mean I suppose what that really means is that we've brought in Thiago and we've introduced Elliot um, and I was quite surprised about Elliot starting last season in midfield as part of a three, you'll remember I said at the time. I mean, I, I was anticipating that he'd be played anywhere he'd play in the front three because I didn't see him as a, as a kind of functional midfielder. And I think part of the problem with Liverpool is that it, maybe not so much that they've changed from a functional to a... Um, more of um what was the word that was used sorry was it um what was what was the the word uh, technical sorry yeah to technical, yeah. to a technical style i think you what you what you've seen is that um you've you've had chronic injuries for players like kaita and then you've had um a loss of form for fabinho and you've had henderson and and Thiago, who have kind of had had a bit of injuries, but there's a sense that the kind of the midfield is running out of gas a bit. You know, Wijnaldum yeah. left what 18 months ago, and and we did say at the time he was a big loss because he was a functional player, and the success I think we had was with younger, more energetic players. I mean, Fabinho was was younger, Henderson was younger than what he is now. Um, I don't think Thiago is the problem. I think. The problem is um, not playing Thiago every week so you can keep him keep him fit. But you've got to have two workhorses next to him. Because I always thought the model was the midfield three effectively um, provided the platform for the, the defence to be protected from counterattacks and transitions. And then provided the the recovery of the ball yeah. and the quick passes to the, you know, to the, to the you know, to the fullbacks and to the the forwards. I suppose Keiter is more of a transition signing, or was hoped yeah. to be a transition signing from someone who could, you know, sort of take it more progressively from midfield. Because there's probably an argument that you don't need all three to be those sorts of um, functional workhorse players. You, you probably need, you know, a little bit something else. Um, so I, I just think we're, we're, we're kind of um, low on gas in the midfield. Uh, and it's, it's been obviously... sussed out, hasn't it, James? It's just been sussed out. And as Paddy said, there's a, there's a copycat effect, which is understandable that teams kind of have studied the way we played. And we were so successful with it as well. 
and uh, they've, they've been able to mimic that and obviously kind of um, recognise our weaknesses as well and our defects of the high line and the fact that we're winning second balls and they've been yeah. able to exploit the right the right side with with Trent as well. Um, so it's we're very easy to kind of play against. Yeah, well, that, that as you say, you remind me of what we were like at the start of the season. That there were those sort of themes, weren't there? Yeah, I know, and and you could see like when Robbo came on that that was the kind of the impetus that we needed, and that was the impetus that we used to have, wasn't it? You know, even in midfield, he came on and he was like an exocet. He was, um, he really was like a man possessed, wasn't he, down that wing? And I know that it's in one of the attacking spaces, but Mane was so good, wasn't he, as well, at being able to defend and being able to stop the other team from transitioning and counter-attacking as well. So we know that. I mean, it's well documented, isn't it, that we've obviously missed the defensive qualities of Mane as, as well as his attacking prowess as well. So with that comes the conclusion that the team's just not as balanced as as, as last season or, or seasons before. So it's kind of like, well, we need to rebuild a little bit now and we need to bring the right the right players in, you know, robust midfielders and Wijnaldum type type players. Um Yeah. That would seem the obvious one, wouldn't it? That would seem the that would seem the obvious solution, wouldn't it? You know. I mean, I can't understand Pad Harvey Elliott starting um, so many games. I mean, he started again um, against Brentford last night. I think he started against, uh, even though he got a knock against Leicester. And he, he is, he is to use that word, a technical player. It's no criticism of him. Um, because it, you know, there's been times this season where he's been very good for us and one of our better players, but he isn't very physically strong. Um, you know, he's he's quite diminutive stature. He isn't he isn't very quick, um, and uh, his positional sense can sometimes be found wanting. So, I, 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 I you know, I think it, that's compounding the problem that Harvey's playing rather than. Having someone um, who can be a little, bit, a little bit more protective of the back four, because um, it, it is it is a theme, isn't it? That uh, you know, opposing teams are just running running through the midfield straight to the um, straight to their defence. So um, I look at it, Pad, and think, well, this team is in the process of being rebuilt. Uh, we've bought Ibu, we've bought in Simakas, uh, we've got Tiago, who's come in uh, with Jota at the same time, and then we've got Gakpo, Diaz and Nunes. Salah's there to stay. The only thing that hasn't been done really is is we haven't rebuilt the midfield. And for me, yeah. it's you know, I think I think if we can if we can sort that out. Then we're good to go. The problem is, it's a it's quite a a big a big job. Yeah, and it there might be different ways to do it rather than playing the same formation. Because as Matt said before, Mane was a big loss, but also like Bobby and Salah four or five years ago were different 
pressing monsters than what they are now. Um, you know, that, that, that wall of protection, teams didn't get past that front three, never mind that midfield. And I just don't think they've got the same protection. And that's all, like, sometimes your defensive system is just about your shape and, your, and the protection around it. And I just think there's too many big gaps. Um, and so you just, it can be just as simple as just a tweak to the formation. Because we've got a load of good players. You know, we've shown how good we are last season. It wasn't quite right last season. I don't, I don't think if, if we would have won all four, we would have been saying, yeah, <laughs> best team ever. But... Um, I still don't. I don't know. Watching that last season, I still didn't think we were as good as previous seasons. Um, but um, I still, yeah, still didn't think it was right. I, I think the, I don't know. Maybe there could just be a different way to do it um, than just doing the, the classic four three three. You know, I, I do think we need more robust midfielders, but I think the the whole kind of front six structure has to be looked at whether yeah. if you do want to just play with two out and out forwards like Salah and Nunes who seem to be linking quite well now and remember how like we could have beat Brentford 4-1 yesterday I know we've been a, quite negative or very negative so far but we, we started the game really well we could have went to 3 and up um, and that link between Salah and Nunes is, is growing and you can see it game by game so I just wonder whether there's a different way to do it, whether you can have like a four, like a diamond in midfield or a flat flat four across, you know. Yeah, just, just something to think about. Like, do you need to sign all these robust midfielders if you've got Henderson and Fabinho or Henderson or Fabinho and Thiago sitting as two number sixes, as two pivots? Does that give you more protection? And yeah. then you've got, you, you can play with two Two eights or something, you know. That's, I really don't think it's it's too far off. Um, I, I I mean, it's, kind of, it's up to clock. We can clock kind of play with her. We kind of play with four and four in midfield type thing, don't we? When we defend anyway, like Ox, it's a bit more of a four four two, wasn't it? With with Ox on the left and and Harvey on the right, and well, I, yeah, at least yeah, Sal- I don't think I don't Sal- think Harvey. Sal- I don't think Sal- Harvey's- Sal- yeah. Oh, he's playing well at the moment. He's probably he's just too much space in and around him. But we have um, tried different midfield. Sorry, we have tried different formations this season, haven't we, Pad? You know, we tried the four four two or the the kind of the two, as you said, the two pivots. Or we tried, yeah, we tried different formations, haven't we? Yeah. But usually through injury, though, when we've struggled for certain, like for example, Jota and Diaz have been out, so we've had to. We could only play with two strikers, and that's why they've signed another striker. So that they can play it with three again, but um, we were also lacking in midfield at times. You know, have, yeah. we've had injuries throughout the field and players not in form all season. I, yeah. I think as well. I think that I mean, listen, there are there are issues which um, have arisen because of the failure to um, recruit long term replacements in midfield, and we've seen those issues this season, but. I don't think it's um, uh, a, a sort of really significant cause for concern, um, provided we get a midfielder in. Now, the question is, if we don't get a midfielder in this month, are we going to be able to do the business? And I kind of look at it another way and think part of our problem in midfield 
is that we're not running hard enough. We're not making tackles. We're not aggressive enough. We're not, you know, vacuuming up the loose balls. I mean, that isn't just a personnel issue. I mean, it's partly about the age and the energy levels. I accept that. But it is also a mentality issue. I mean, we, 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 you know, we've seen when we played against, for example, City this season that we've played with with real energy and aggression. Um, I mean, we when, when did we when did we play City? It was earlier on, wasn't it, at Anfield in October, middle of October? We beat them. It was a great performance, but it was one born partly of industry, and. Um, I just think that we can actually make a really big difference by, as you say, Paddy, maybe adapting a little bit the formation um, and showing a bit of humility, as we've said in the past. Um, Recognise that in games, things are not always going to go your own way. But actually just, you know, uh, uh, adapt the instructions that are being given to the players. You know, saying to the players, listen, you know, by all means, be technical, um, you know, on the ball. But as soon as that ball is is free, you've got to be on it. Um, but I also think that that can happen in a game. I mean, we've said this before, haven't we, that, you know, you can go away to Brentford, who are a very difficult side, and you can lose. I mean, it's happened to other teams this season. Um, you know, Arsenal beat them, but they, you know, they 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 battered Man United. They nearly beat Spurs last week. Um, they're a they're a problem side, so I, I would be more looking at trying to go back on another run because that was four wins on the spin in the Premier League. We've now lost one. We just need to we just need to try and try and go again. And the other thing to say is that we. we we are missing forwards in two senses. First of all, you know, we're the quality players, but secondly, you know, Salah and Nunes look a bit, look a bit tired to me, Matt. I mean, they played three games in a week. Um, and, and they, they, yeah, they I mean, sort of... I, I, I don't, I think that, I think Salah looked, Salah looked pretty good. Uh, yesterday, you know, he, he set up new um, Nunes. He should have scored in the first half. And he did it. He did a few good things. So I, I don't think I don't think Nunes is the, the problem really. I think that the, the issue with Nunes is that he's he's so exciting and so quick, and his movement is is excellent. It's just his finishing. Um, and he could have scored. He could have scored at least two last night, couldn't he? Because he missed the chance when he went round the goal goalie, and he was only marginally offside as well, which was a great finish. So I I think Nunes and Salah are, are doing do doing well actually. Um, I just think it's obviously the 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 obvious problems of this of of the shape um, and um, the vulnerabilities in midfield and, and defence as well. Yeah, because because Nunes could have had about eight goals, couldn't he, in the past three games? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not- um, and it would have been a completely different. It would have been a completely different reflection on things as it always is in football. You know, it could have been like five one, four one, and we could have, we could have beat Brentford uh, last night if if Nunes would have would have scored early. Yeah, I know it's all ifs and buts, but I I don't think, I don't see the issue with the attack. I think Salah and Nunes are doing a good job actually, considering the amount of injuries we've got. Yeah, 
I think it's just more to do with the midfield and, and defence. Um, even last night, as we, we were saying before we came on the pod, wasn't we, that we had a lot more possession than them and we had, you know, 70% possession, was it, something like that. And we had well more shots than them as well. Um, so it's just, it, that kind of just highlights that we are still kind of dominating games and territories, but we're still, but the, the problem is we're just not controlling the game because um, teams are exploiting our defensive midfield weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's, a, it's a big cause for concern. I mean, we've got, um, um, in terms, it's, sorry, it's a big cause of concern in terms of being outfought and outrun. That's that's the worry for me. Um, yeah, we need, we, yeah. we, those things can be sorted, albeit you know part of the problem is players like Henderson just haven't got the ability to go you know hard game in game out anymore. Um, we've got Wolves yeah, yeah. in the FA Cup on the weekend. We should hopefully see Cody Gappo in action. I, if I'm honest, don't know too much about him, Matt. I've seen him a little in the World Cup. He looks like he's uh, an interesting player. Looks as though he's got an eye for goal, aerial threat. Looks like he plays primarily off the left, although there's flexibility. Um, and looks as though he's got a he's got a bit of physicality about him and, and some skills too. Well, I didn't really watch the World Cup, so I'm going purely on what you, I'm going yeah. purely on what you said about him. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anything you've just said, you've told me. Yeah. Well, yeah. What about so, yeah, you, Pat? I, mean, I obviously <laughs> hope he's. A, we, we obviously hope, like any Liverpool player, that he's a success, and um, yeah, he can bring bring some goals. From what I've seen, just like just highlights and stats, really, just you know, smashing YouTube, it just seems to uh, seems to have everything in his locker to be a forward, can play in different positions, right, left, central. Um, he's a bit Ryan's a bit like Brian Babble when he came kind of like looks looks good technically can push and run got a good shot even a bit like probably not as skillful as a young Ronaldo but quite a all round winger like Ronaldo's quite tall for a winger wasn't he when the mm. when the shape used to be like small fast wingers like um, so looks like he's got a lot in his locker um, people have been raving about him Um I think he got to get player the best player in the Dutch league last season, and he's he's top of all the stats in the Dutch league this season. Um, so he's coming in on fire, really. Higher confidence, scored lots of goals. Um, had a good World Cup. Just probably got a massive pay rise, so he should be <laughs> he should be very confident coming in, and hopefully hits the ground running with a couple of goals. Chil Nunes, where the where the net is. You know, hopefully he's gonna be. You know. You're not hoping he's going to be another Ryan Babble, are you? <laughs> no, I'm just, 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 just little characteristics in this game. I know. Babble had a lot of tools, didn't he? There was just, I don't know, there was something missing. I don't know what it was. It's, it, Consistency. It's, it's difficult <laughs> yeah, I think that's to the know. problem, isn't it? The, yeah. Just saying, some of the, sorry to interrupt, but there's some of the Dutch players, it's, it's kind of a bit hit and miss, isn't it? You know, the players that come from the Dutch league. So uh, it can be, yeah. Uh, I mean, one of, one of the things that we, have been very, very good at historically is recruitment. So um, yeah. we, may have, we may have problems in the future with Edwards and Ward going. Um, 
you would imagine that he's a he's a he's another exciting player who's going to make the next step. Difficult to know how he's going to fit in, really. But you've seen players like Jota who've kind of come in and played on the left hand side, played down the middle. I think he's maybe a similar similar profile. Um, you know, if you get all your forwards back, you've got six forwards there with Firmino, which looks very, 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 very tasty. So I can see a world in which when we get our best players back, we could be, you know, pretty frightening up front. If you're looking at, you've got sort of Diaz on the left and Nunes down the middle, Salah on the right. I mean, if you know, and then you've got Gakpo, Firmino and... Um, <laughs> who am I forgetting? Jota. Uh, to come off the bench. I mean, that that is terrifying, isn't it? Um, the, the final thing to say is, looking on the bright side of things, is that um, we have won four of the last five. We've got three games now with about a week in, well, exactly a week actually in between because we've got Wolves on Saturday the 7th in the FA Cup, and then we've got Brighton the, the Saturday after, away and then we've got Chelsea the Saturday after that so there is time there for players to rest and also for some work to be done on the training ground um, so hopefully that that's of some benefit you can't really complain of fatigue but I think having three matches in seven days it was it was bound to be you know a, a certainly a good a good a good Results maybe get seven points out of that, and we've we've come away with six, which is a bit disappointing. But um, you know we're we're still in, we're still in there with you know for the top the top four race. We've got twenty eight points now from seventeen games. We're seven points behind United, who who obviously won the other night. Um, so there's a bit of a there's a bit of a gap to make up there. There's been a a swing. Um, they've pulled away from us, but there's there's so many more games to go in the season that there's there's plenty of time for us to to try to go back on a run and and climb up into those top four places. Guys, um, nice to be back. Not nice to lose to Brentford, um, but we will reconvene. Uh, after the game on the weekend against Wolves. Hopefully we can get back to winning ways up the Reds. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Lyon. The best word I can say would describe this was... (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.